When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to the money. Let's get to the money. All right, so here I am. I'm a hustler. Here I am, this $8.3 million cat. Here I am now making $6. Here I am now making $15. But I'm like, yo, I can't keep trading time for money. I'm only making $15 an hour. So there's not enough hours in a day in order for me to live the way I want to live. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Man, what's good, bro? Hey, everything is great. Man, this is the first in person one. Hey, and this is what it is. You know what I mean? The last should be first and the first shall be last. Ooh, we're gonna make it the best. You're gonna start talking that talk already. Already, man. Uh-huh. I know how to talk. <laughs> so, you know, what's up everybody? It's your host Jerome as usual. Thank you. Got for my having brother. Me. Got my brother Lynch on with me today. Yeah, let's go. Man, so Coach Lynch, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna steal all the thunder. Yeah. Break it down for the viewers. All right, well, you know. They call me Coach Lynch, but I wasn't always the coach. Yeah. So, you know, you know a little bit about the backstory, but let me catch them up real quick. So I'm here in North Carolina. I got this gym thing going on, but it's not a gym. You know, people think I'm a trainer, but I'm not a trainer. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just a hustler. Just so happen to know how to train. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I went on this journey, man. Before I was a trainer, man, I did 10 years in federal prison. Come on. And before my 10 years in federal prison, I spent you know, over 10 years in the streets, get money. And, you know, before that, I was just a regular kid, just like everybody else, aspiring to be, you know, a football player, basketball player, you know, just just like everybody else, man. You know, one wrong decision or, or two or three or a couple bad habits, then you find yourself, you know, spiraling downward until you, you know, you're, you become somebody that you never thought you would be. And I became the best of the bad guys, man. I was the leader of an $8.3 million drug ring. But that happened way after a bunch of bad habits. So talk to me about that. Okay. I mean, did you, you not have access to money? I mean, okay. I know you were playing a little bit of sports, so yeah, it's not yeah. like you didn't have anything to do with your time. How do you go down that path? All right, so um, I grew up on the block. Like, where I lived at, literally was the block that everybody came to 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 get their packs off to sell drugs to hang out all day and it was right in front of my house like my house was a spot where 
it was the, the open air free market for, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, it was just like people just congregated on the corner. Like, you know what I'm saying? This it was is just, Maryland. No, this is Jersey. I'm Jersey. from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Jersey. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. And, um, man, I, I, I managed to escape that my whole entire, you know, um, uh, high school, you know, just like my whole entire high school career, I managed to you know, not get involved in anything negative until, you know, I finally um, left school. Um, so so I went to I, I went to college to play football and basketball. Okay. And I I got there and um let me back up a little bit. This is exclusive like, guys. Right, nobody right has this that. part. Nobody ever, nobody has this part. So all right, let me back up. When I was younger, um, I got a brother. We're 18 months apart. My brother's serving time right now. Um, my brother's going 15 years for uh, aggravated assault, uh, attempted murder. Um, but he, he only got a few more years left. He got about maybe three, three or four more years left. But um, we were competitive in everything, and we were kind of like, kind of like twins. We we're only like two years apart in school, 18 months apart in age. So we did everything together. Um, we used to ask our mom for like, like 10 more minutes of sleep every day and like one day I would ask her mom can we get 10 more minutes of sleep you know we're tired you know we practice we played all day you know stuff like that and she would give us 10 more minutes of sleep the next day I would encourage my brother you ask her for 10 more minutes this time because I just asked her for 10 minutes you know and that would go on and on and on you know all the way until we left the house but little did we know we were developing you know habits that we would uh, basically a snooze button habit right. that we would take with us for the rest of our lives. Uh -huh. But we were depending on our mom to wake us up. So when I went off to college, mom was no longer there. Right Now, this habit was still there, but no one was there to wake me up. So I started to come late for class because I would wake up late to get to class. Then I started going late too many classes, started falling behind on my work. I started to miss class and drop class. I dropped classes because I didn't want my grades to reflect, you know, F's and D's and things like that. So I told myself I was being slick by dropping all these classes. And then all of a sudden I wasn't a full-time student anymore. So you weren't eligible. I wasn't eligible to play or eligible to stay. Yeah. So I was denied housing. Scholarship was gone. I was kicked out of school. And guess where I had to go? Back to that same crib that was on the block around the way where everybody was doing what they did every day. And that's why they call it a trap. That's why I went back to the trap and got trapped in the trap until I became, you know what I mean, the guy that everybody had to come to for, for you know what I mean? So I worked my way up. So from 17 years old to 27 years old, I literally worked my way through every stage of development. Before anything going to production, you gotta go through every stage of development. So I was out there every day, all day, till it's light gray outside. I'm talking about hand-to-hand -hand combat. I'm talking about anything you could possibly think of. I was out there pulling all-nighters, five or six days straight, go home for two days to sleep and shower, change my clothes, and then go back out there for another five or six days. That's just how I did it. But those, those, that type of discipline came with me from when I played youth football, pop corner football, police athletic basketball, you know what I'm saying? So those things are in you, but where are you directing those energies to? You know what I'm saying? Skills. That's it, man. We yeah. talked about that too right. the other day, right? Right, right. Transferable right. skills. So here I am, 
um, rising up in the streets, man. I'm like doing my thing because I always had, you know, I always had this this mindset to, to my pop always told me, he said, how you do anything is how you do everything. So like if I do something, I'm going all the way 100 with it. Like you yeah. see it. Like you, you, you see it. Like you come in the crib, you like, yo, y'all got a full studio in this joint. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm going right. all the way. Right. So like if if however I do something, it's how I'm gonna do everything. And if I do one thing hard, everything going down hard, man. So your pops was around or were you my, so my pops was around up until I was about six or seven years old. Okay. Him and my mom split. And then from there, it was just my mom raising me, my brother, and my sister. My sister is older. Uh, God rest her soul. She, she's gone on. Um, she passed away of cancer. My brother's doing 15 joints. I'm the only one left holding it down right now. You know what I mean? Wow. And I just came over from a 10-year bid. You know what I mean? So, right you know, world. we, man, well, we gave my mom hell, man. <laughs> Yeah, but she still smile when she gets that call. Oh, yeah. Definitely she get that call now because it's like, Mom, I'm on TV again. It's like, Mom, I'm coming out with another book. Mom, I'm, you know, I'm over the right thing. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all good now, you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so you're just working it, working your business, right? Because, I mean, it right. is a business, right? Definitely. If you're doing it at that level. So I, I, I ran my business as a Fortune 500 company. You know what I'm saying, and that's why the federal government had to come in and you know put a stop to what we was what we was doing. Um, they, they the headlines said that I was the leader of an 8.3 million dollar drug ring, and you know uh, honestly they probably lowballed because uh, you know I, I'm seriously I could um, show you pictures of um, you know uh, watches uh, maybe seven watches twenty five thousand dollars a piece. I had a different watch for every day of the week. I had a different fur for every day of the week. I bought people's cars, houses. You know, anything that you could think of, like, I really financed the whole operation. So, you start seeing and touching that kind of money, and you realize, it's much like being a pro athlete, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing else I can do that's going to bring this type of lifestyle. Right. Or living, and, you know, there isn't a whole lot of value in having to look over your shoulder and worry about all the things you're going to have to do. Mm -hmm. But that aside, like, having that kind of cash at your yeah, disposal yeah, yeah. is difficult. So, you know, you get caught... You go spend some time in a prison and, you know, we had this conversation about everybody's in a prison, right? Yeah. And it's just a matter of whether you're aware of it or not. Yes. And so, you know, I really like to go down that path a little bit if I can. Well, a shackle, the definition of a shackle is anything that restricts your movement. So if you just take the definition, I, I play with words a lot. So any, if you just look at the definition of that word. We all have shackles. Anything that restricts your movement is a shackle. That means we're in prison somewhere in our life. Like, we just don't know it until somebody or something comes and flips on the switch. So, for me, the handcuffs were the thing that actually flipped the switch off because the moment they put the handcuffs on my wrist and my ankles, they came off my mind. So, I had to realize that, yo, I got to get out of here, but I can't go nowhere, you know, for the next 10 years. So that's when I, I, I took the, all the shackles came off here and I began to become free, you know, mentally, um, you know, spiritually, emotionally, socially, you know, I just rid myself of all the things that actually got me to that point in shackles. There's a guy named Box Brown from Virginia okay. back in the day. So he mailed himself to freedom. So he was a slave, right? And he put himself in a box, right? Come on. Mailed himself to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to freedom. So just think about how I said when the shackles went on my, my wrist and my and my ankles, they came off my mind. See, he went into a box to get out of the box. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to go in your box to get out your box. 
But that comes from a level of consciousness. And a lot of us, we just ain't conscious because what Harriet Tubman say, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. Sometimes we just ain't conscious. So, all right. So, you know, Kanye got a ton of flack for talking about slavery and yeah. freedom and their yeah. choice and all that stuff. So for the listener out there, the yeah. viewer out there, they're yeah. saying, what is he talking about? Yeah, I'm yeah, free. No yeah. I'm free. What is he talking no, they about? Ain't. They got, see, li listen, a lot of y'all dealing with recidivism right now. So for an average inmate, the recidivism rate is 75%. Like three out of every four inmates are going to go back to jail within a year. Right. You hear what I said? Because what they're going to do is they're going to repeat offend. All right, so listen, I'm talking to everybody out there. All you repeat offenders, how you go on a diet and you get in shape and then you go back fatter than you was prior before that. All right, how about some of y'all that in being in these relationships, right? And then you go back to the one that just did you dirty. I'm talking about three out of four of y'all, right? Gonna go back to, right? Want that old thing back? You know what I'm talking about? Like, Absolutely. now we can go on and on and on. Like, how many people are gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna save my money and I'm gonna buy this new house. I'm gonna get my credit right, but yet, the end of the month, you back swiping and, and you know what I'm saying, splurging yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. back in the store buying a new bag or a new, you know what I mean, some yeah. new kicks again. So I like I'm I, like I'm conscious of it. So when you get woke, you got to stay woke. So it's in all areas of your life. I'm telling you, man. Like I can break it down a million times, and that's what I do, bro. So now people are sitting back and they're like, "Whoa, yeah. wait, yeah, Doritos." They're like, "Dang, <laughs> me, yeah, I, yeah, you." And so you know. And we just chopped it up one day having, I was walking, you were, you were doing your workout thing. I was mm -hmm. like, man, let me just meet this brother. And so, you know, we go through it. I'm like, what can I do? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you tell me, well, I'm working on this thing. Word. And then when I showed up, you was like, wait, you're yeah. really here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And so... You know, a lot of people, I, I guess they don't really understand, like, your word is your bond. Yeah, right? word is bond. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so you you didn't build your business off of your first business. We're going to talk about your second business in yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. build your first business off of being not real, right? right? Just right. goofing off and saying whatever and being any yeah. kind of person <laughs> and doing things any kind of way. Yeah. And you couldn't work with people that operated that way. That's right. And so... And then when you moved into the new space, right, being locked up, I imagine that respect was probably one of the core things. And you had to do things the right way, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so, you know, um, it, you know, all you got is your word, man. And when you're dealing in the streets, you, there's no contract. You know, there's no sign on a dotted line that I'm going to hold you accountable to this. Is Whatever you say, we're going to take that on face value until your face ain't nothing no more. You know what I'm saying? See, my face clean all across the land. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to let nobody dirty my face up but me. So if people get around me and they're not acting accordingly with integrity, you know what I'm saying, with responsibility, with uh, duty and obligation, then, you know, I can't deal with them because we all attached. Yeah. It's all, we all flying one flag. Yeah, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So when people see me, they're going to see you. If they see you, they're going to see me. And if you ain't 100, then, you know what I mean, you got the, the circle going to get smaller. You can't be around, right? You can't. I, I've seen that over and over and over again where people say, hey, I'm going to do this for you. Yeah. And then they don't follow through. Right. And it's like, but I'm counting on you to follow through. Right, right. And you X the people out and then they're confused about why right. yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, moving yeah. with them. You're not answering Well, the they phone. say they're not, they're not conscious. Remember I said I deal with words a lot, so I take the word love, right? And, and like, like, yo, you know, come through, um, you know what I mean? I'm expressing love, you know what I'm saying? But 
Love, I take that word, right, and I put it to the side because it's a, it's a term that we throw around real loosely, but I replace that word with responsibility. So love, when you, when you, when you love something, you're responsible to it or for it. You understand what I'm saying? And when, when you love yourself, you're responsible to and for yourself and for your love. So all your actions, should, they should support the growth of whatever it is you're involved in. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're responsible for something, your actions, or when you love something, your actions will support the growth of that thing. So if that if it's a relationship, then you can't say, I love you, but I slipped up. Your actions, look, you weren't being responsible because <laughs> your ability to respond is a lot higher than what you what you portrayed or what you did. You understand prime, what I'm saying? You're being yeah. prime one instead there, of there you go. at the higher level. There, there you go. <laughs> just make sure this joins. No doubt. We getting all of this. Oh, yeah, we getting all of this. All right, man. All right, all right, all right. Man, I'm getting excited. This is getting good, guys. All right, so you're talking about love. You're talking about relationships. Responsibility, all that. So, yeah. man, I, I just, all right, so you come out. Yeah. You got this huge business right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But you come out, and so what's the first part? All right, so the first thing I got to do is I got to prove theories. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this for 10 years, all I'm doing is I'm stacking theories. You know what I'm saying? I, I have not had a chance to put this stuff into play except for all myself or dudes and cats around me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm slowly proving theories in the jail, and I'm saying to myself, like, if I can get murderers, drug dealers, you know, um, extortionists, if I can get all these to gang members, if I can get these type of cats to follow me with what I'm doing right here, then it's going to be nothing to get the squares on the street to follow me and understand what I'm saying. Because right. I, I, the amount of um, um, unlearning and relearning, the deprogramming and reprogramming that I have to do with somebody who's been killing, stealing, and drug dealing their whole entire life, and you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and gang banging. What I have to do to get that person to fly straight, it, it means like I can I can do anything with somebody who just graduated from North Carolina A&T State University. They already know how to study. They they open to listening and learning and stuff like that. But another person has been running their own show for the last I don't know how many years. Like it's tough. To get somebody to say, you know what, I believe him or, you know what I mean, I'm going to listen to him or that sounds like it might work or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But you've been a leader since you were... No doubt. Look, Yes, right? no I doubt. Mean, like, I'm talking about wherever, when it, when it was time for us to ride our bikes, they was coming to my house and say, where are we going to ride our bikes at today? What game are we going to play today? I was captain of my football team, my basketball team, my baseball team all the way through high school. So I was always the captain. I was always the one that said the the, the um, uh, pet rally speeches and all that different type of stuff. Man, I was voted the person that talked the least but said the most. I was voted the, the most uh, athletic. I was voted, voted the person that was most likely to succeed. You know what I'm saying? It's just like all those different things. But when I went down that wrong path, I let a lot, a lot of people down. So I felt as though I had to, you know what I mean, come back with a vengeance and really, really do my thing. So... You start proving theories. I start right? proving theories. And so what does that look like? All right, so it looks like me getting a job in this field to show myself, first and foremost, that I can do this. That I don't, you know, take a step backwards and go back to the life that I, that I was living before. So if you got you to think about it, man. So I came out and I got a job at LA Fitness in Mount Royal, New Jersey, and I was getting paid $6 for 30 minutes a session. What? Six bucks for 30 minutes a session. So here I am, leading over $8.3 million drug ring, right? Making six bucks for 30 minutes. 
and I'm fresh home. Nobody knows this really, but you know, uh, it's just like, I have to stick with this or, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going back for the long haul this time. That 10 was the first, that was my first time ever being in jail. So that was my first time ever staying 24 hours and I've been for 10 years. You understand what I'm saying? So if I go back, I'm 15, 20 easy. And that's, I, I can't see that. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So I went and I, I started to, to do the training thing and the managers were amazed because I came home with like five certifications. So the cats that hired me didn't even have certifications. So I came in already on a whole nother level. You know, physique was right. It was just, I already had, um, you know, uh, uh, just, just, just sales skills and things like that because being in the streets, you know, it's just a whole nother level of sales and you gotta, you gotta have instincts to, to know people's, you know, body language and stuff like that as soon as you meet them. So a lot of stuff people learn today, like, you know, with, with Brian Tracy and things like that. It's like, yo, I've been doing that stuff like for, forever, you know what I mean? But anyway, I, I was so good at closing people that, that my managers put me in sales and, I didn't, I started to bring like big checks home from the halfway house. I was in the halfway house, six months. And they were taking more money off my check because I was making more money. And that's fine. I had to pay for the bed and all that different type of stuff. Um, but the, the thing about that was one day, um, you know, I would take the person through the training. I would sit them at a desk. I would talk to them and I would sell them, you know, this big boatload of training. And then I would put them with like a young college kid that couldn't train. Like I just trained the person to actually make the sale. So one day this older white lady came to me and she said, you showed me a Rolls Royce, but you sold me a Yugo. Ouch. Yo, listen, it was from that, that hurt me because what did we just talk about? Integrity, right? right? My word. So from that day forward, I made my manager them put me back into training. And everybody that I sold training to, I went and took all of them and put them on my books and I started to train them. And, and I just I just took my books and I took my schedule and I, I walked all the way out. I wouldn't even take a lunch. I was in the halfway house and I would just go there from in the morning, six, seven o'clock in the morning, and I wouldn't leave till six, seven o'clock at night, and I would just train people all day long. I literally wasn't in the halfway house probably just to go to sleep and take a shower. And so, I mean, that sounds like the same grind for five days on, two days off. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, um, I, I really didn't have two days off, but um, I was able to go home um, on the weekend, like 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 home confinement for the weekend. And um, I would literally go train people in the park while I was you know, home on the weekend. So the only, only thing I've done wrong since I've been home was... I forwarded my calls from my cell phone to my, from my house phone to my cell phone so I could catch the call when the halfway house was calling my house and I was supposed to be home. That's the only thing that I've done wrong in my whole entire time <laughs> since I've been home. Everything else. Ain't going squares the pool table <laughs> twice as great, man. I um, actually trained at Deshaun Jackson's um, football camp um, during the time that I was in my halfway house. So certain things, I was just like, this is going to help me build brand name and face recognition. I get a chance to work with an NFL player, you know, and I'm, I'm only three months home and stuff like that. Like little things like that. Um, I just was like, I'm going to take this shot and try it. So how did you get through the background check at LA Fitness? Because I know they checked you. Oh, um, LA Fitness, they, um, the, the cast just hired me. The, um, the, uh, the, so one of the managers knew, like, I was really big in the area. So when I came home, 
one of the managers was getting a haircut from one of my friends that helped me down along the way. And he was like, yo, my man coming home, you know, maybe you could hire him, give him a job, stuff like that. And dude used to gamble with my brother. So he knew me and stuff like that. So he was just like, yo, this guy's the truth. We're going to hire him. He ain't got to go through all that stuff. Wow. But when I came here, so I did six months in a halfway house there. I was in a halfway house in Philly. I'm from South Jersey. So South Jersey cats go to halfway house in Philly. And I did my six months there, but I got married while I was there and I moved here. So I had to move here and start all over again within that, you know, um, six months time frame. Whatever I built during that time, I had to start all over when I came here. And I went and got a job at the Rush on Battleground up in Brassfield. Um, and that was even strategic. Because the demographics uh, mirrored um, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. So I had my wife, you know, um, on a spot for me that I could be around the same type of demographics and geographical location where I could basically build that brand name and face recognition. And um, I did not check the box um, on that uh, on, on that on, on that application. So I think that's either how I either got around that or they just said, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to hire him anyway. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. You said you got married. You came down, you said six months. So Six months and a half, right? How you get married so quick, bro? All right, so um, like three months... In, in the halfway house, me and, my, me and my wife, we decided to get married. We decided to get married. And, um, you well, knew it from before? Like, how did all this Yeah, stuff so get? I knew my wife before I went to prison. Okay. And I went. I knew my wife before she was in law enforcement. So, Wait. that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's ironic that we come from, uh, we come from the same place. We're from the same hood and all that different type of stuff. But... Um, you know, the career she chose and the career I chose at the time were totally, you know, opposites. But um, she didn't choose that career until after I was already in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, we had a big um, gap in between us, um, you know, corresponding and everything because she couldn't talk to, 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 to me, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, we would, I would reach out from time to time. I never stopped trying to reach out and things like that, but I would just have to be on her time whenever that could be, you know, whenever I could get something. And, you know, we connected, we had this bond and now it was like, yo, I'm, I'm here. Like, let's go. And we made it happen. We got married. Uh, yo, I came down here and I had to rebuild all my brand name and face recognition and, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, just some of the people that she knew that that took a chance on me and believed, but I never told my story until like two years ago. Okay. So nobody in North Carolina knew that I had that background. Right. I was just out here with a guy that had this crazy grind and love for, for training and people were just like, yo, the guy, he gets results and he's really passionate about what he does. He's knowledgeable. He has certifications. He's, you know, he's, he's certified. So you know, I built that all over of that. And then two years ago, I started to tell a story, um, you know, that I was locked up. And it just took everything to a whole other level. Yeah, because the journey is, is amazing. And so... 18 months. After 18 months, I left that place that was paying me... They was, I was making about $15 an hour, the rush, battleground. Uh -huh. And in the, in that within that 18 months, I was buying stuff for my garage, like you see in my gym now. I was buying stuff in my garage and I converted my garage 
over into a gym at my house. And I was explaining to my wife, I said, right now we have square footage in our house that doesn't make us any money. All it does is make sure our cars don't get wet and snowed on, you know, in the wintertime, we don't have to go outside cold and we starve up, you know, all that different type of stuff. But right now that's not making us any money. How about, you know, you let me, you know, do this, that, and third. And, you know, I transitioned to start working from home. So I didn't really have any overhead, but the mortgage, and we were going to pay that anyway. So, um, you know, I wound up taking a bunch of clients with me um, from, from the rush um, and to, to, to spearhead the movement. And um, I was building up a boot camp along the way where um, every weekend I would do something at ACOP Middle School and I would have, you know, 50, 60 people there on the weekend. And, you know, um, then the, it was an opportunity opened up where it was a building downtown. And I was like, yo. All right, it's time to go. Let's, let's leave. Let's jump. So, all right. You still, I mean, you got to be asking questions about the money. Like, at what point did you, like, I, I can stay on the straight and narrow. I ain't never got to go back to what I was doing. Like, this can actually work for me. Well, um, I had in my head, I was like, yo, like, I got to make, I got to make $1,000 a week. I don't know where I came up with this number from, but I was like, yo, if I can make four grand a month, then. I could live the same type of lifestyle that I was living even when I was like damn a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just told myself that, yo, four grand a month, I don't got a lot of bills or nothing like that. Like, I'm, I'll be straight. You know what I'm saying? So really, it was like, what can I do to make 50 grand a, a year? You know what I'm saying? And then I started to research um, the salaries on, um, on, on certified trainers and stuff like that. And the average salary was like 30 grand or something like that. So I knew I had to come out with two or three certifications to be able to put this together, that together, that together to make this kind of salary. So by the time that I put three, three certs together, I knew I'd be making, you know, 75 grand, 100 grand or something like that. And that's why I came out as a lifestyle coach, a weight management consultant, a group fitness trainer, a certified personal trainer, because I wanted the salaries for a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, a life, a life <laughs> consultant. No, seriously. And that's why all those things are, uh, are they're uh, molded into you know, the, the brand AWOL now, you know what I mean? It all comes with the life coaching. It comes with the, the weight management. It comes with free diets. You know what I'm saying? All that different type of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm a genius. I just look like this, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Judging the book by the cover, man. Word. So, all right. So, what you just said is my mind was made up before I got out. The, oh, yeah, no doubt. I was never going back. And it didn't matter how attractive it looked. So let me tell you what I made my mind up. Okay. All right. So I wrote a letter to the judge and to the people who came to my sentencing um, 18 months. And so I spent 18 months in the county jail. I got sentenced about 18 months into my stay. So 2003 to 2005, I was in the county jail waiting on sentencing. And I wrote a letter which accepted responsibility. And I told everybody how I was going to do my time and what I was going to do with my time. And... When I got uh, when I got home, what I was going to do with that time. So basically, what I did was prophesy in my own life, and I teach people how to basically. Um, it's called um, it's called uh, future thinking, or um, uh, you you write a, a letter to your future self, uh -huh. and I teach people how to do that stuff in personal development right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's beautiful. So you put it out there; mm -hmm. it was written. Yep. You ever go back and read it? Yeah, we, we, I just, I'm teaching from the curriculum right now. So right now we're doing a 90-day challenge and I teach personal development skills during the 90-day fitness challenge. So they have to go through this curriculum and they're running through the Prison of Prosperity curriculum right now. And 
in the, the week of is it self-love, um, we write the, the responsibility. Remember I told you love and responsibility? We write the letter. So I actually have to read the letter and um, I have audio books. So I actually had to read the letter, you know, out loud. Then I have videos that I do to, you know, just kind of like highlight certain things. So I always read the stuff and I listen to my own stuff on iTunes every day and stuff like that. But, you know, it's all good. Yeah. I'm always reminded. Always reminded. And that's what keeps you focused on it. Like whether you're looking at your goals every day or just, you know, thinking about your 10-year plan, your five-year plan, whatever it is. If you keep that in front of you, you keep making worthy progress towards that. So, you you talked about the curriculum. Yeah. Prison to Prosperity okay. is the book. Prison to Prosperity is the book, yes. And it's not about me coming home being successful. It's about helping people get mentally free, emotionally free, you know, just socially free, whatever it is that's holding them back. Helping people identify, you know, where they have shackles at, where they have prisons at. It's the, the book is entirely about everyone else because um, it's about me being Harriet Tubman. Me getting to freedom, right? And then going back for everybody else. Not being selfish, like I'm, I'm here now, so I don't care what they do. It's about, yeah, what I want for myself, I want for my brothers and sisters. So I'm going to go ahead and spread this love. I got a responsibility, a duty, an obligation to do what I was called to do. See, everybody else got a career, but I got a calling, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a purpose. And purpose is just me living by design and living by intentions. So my intention is to educate, motivate, and empower people to transform their mind and body so they can ultimately live the life of abundance. So I'm trying to get everybody to abundance, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't doing, I don't want to be the only one in the land of milk and honey. You know what I mean? Because then I'm going to get full and it's going to be gluttony over there. I need something to pass out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody eat. Everybody need to eat. You know what I mean? Everybody. Forget all that leaders eat last stuff. We all going to eat. We're going to eat together. So, all right. AWOL. AWOL. What does AWOL stand for? It stands for a way of life. Like how you do anything is how you do everything. This is my lifestyle. So if I start writing books, I'm going to do an AWOL. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to make writing books a way of life. If I start uh, doing motivational speaking, I'm going to make motivational speaking going to be my way of life. I'm going to do it hard. Like, yo, I went from right here doing stuff for free to making $5,000, $10,000 of speech and stuff like that. So, like, whatever I do, I'm going to rise to the top like the cream of the crop. Man. It's just, I got to do that. You know what I mean? I was just bred to do that. When did you know that this stuff was going to work? Because it was all theory, right? You yeah, talked about you theory. had a proof concept. Yeah. Well, uh, for one... Um, I lost 70 pounds in six months. Huh? So, yeah. So, <laughs> when I was getting money, you know, you're getting girls. So, when you got girls, you got to go out to eat with girls. So, I got to go eat with this one. I got to go eat with that one. And after I go take this one out to eat, I still got to go home to my main girl. And she done cooked. So, then I got to gain all this weight from 210 pounds coming out of college to, I went all the way up to like 295. Like, vicious. Like, you know you understand what I'm saying? So one day I said, this ain't me. This is not who I was meant to be. This is not how you remember me. And I lost 70 pounds in six months. And I fell in love with the process. And from there on, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I love this. Let me figure out more about this. You know, I want more of this. You know what I'm saying? And I just started to learn more about it and to train more. And wherever I went, it was something that had to do with being healthy. And, you know, I wouldn't book a hotel unless I had a gym. You know, whatever it was. And then I got locked up, but I continued on my quest for knowledge the whole entire time. You know what I'm saying? And then I got certified. 70 pounds in six months. Yeah. 
Was it just a diet change? Like, well, it was it was a little bit of everything. But I told myself, I said, you know what? There's other people out there. They're not alphas. They're not going to be able to just flip on a switch and lose 70 pounds in six months. They need motivation. They need education. They need the type of preparation. They need everything that you could possibly offer so you can help them get to where they're trying to go. And that's what I developed along the way. I developed my style of training while I was locked up. I developed everything that you could possibly think of. I would read every periodical. I read every book every newspaper, anything that had to do with it, and I would take a little bit of this, I would see if it worked. If I worked, I'd add it to it. So I got a big-ass pot of gumbo, dog, that I'd have cooked up, and it's called AWOL, and everybody come in, and they get a piece of this, that, and the third. Shout-out to Richard Simmons. Shout-out to Billy Blanks. Shout-out to everybody I'd have got something from, and now this shit worked, dog. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Shout-out to everybody that paid the way. I ain't, yo, I'm telling you. This stuff worked, man. Shout-out to, what's the dude's name? Um... The, the, the T24, the shot them too, man. What's his name, man? Uh, know. You know what I'm talking about? Sean T, man. Shout oh. out to all the people, man. All of them. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, they might be coming for a piece, but he got to be careful. Oh, man, I ain't worried about all that. All I'm saying is, listen, ain't nothing new under the sun. That's real. Right? So you, you got a podcast. This shit ain't new. Not like, you know all. what I'm saying? We've been, niggas been kicking it. We've yeah. been kicking it. We've been building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Up top, that's what we do. We do science and math. Like, that's what we do. We've been building. So now, all we do is we take building to a whole other level. We put the joints on. We got the logos on. There ain't nothing new. You know what I mean? You put your spin on it, and it's yours. It's and yours. that's what knowledge is about. You know what I mean? As soon as you get something, you give it out. You put your spin on it, and it becomes yours. You understand what I'm saying? But we're not, we're not a... a carbon copies. We're not copycats. We just taking information and we're making it work the way we need to work, the way it's going to resonate with us. See, a lot of people, like, they're they going to catch this stuff from your platform, but when they said the same thing in church, ain't nobody catch it. Right. When they said the same thing in school, when your popping them or your mom and them gave it to you, they ain't catch it. But they're going to relate to you. You Message know what I'm saying? matters. That's it. It Message matters. matters. And, and the language matters. You know what I'm saying? So I go into the same churches and they'll let me get the mic. They let me rock because they sometimes they don't get it because he got a robe on. Sometimes they don't get it because, he, you know what I mean, he rocking with the collar and the suit on. And as soon as I come up there with my snapback and, you know what I mean, and I start talking crazy and I got my guns out and I got my J's on and they like, yo, I felt that. Like, you was talking to me. I was like, yeah, so now, you know what I mean, you can come to church on Sunday or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just know that life is about relations, dog. You know what I mean? If you can relate to it, then, you know what I mean, there could be a better connection. Yeah. And you, you called me on the phone, like, I was down here, but my phone was up there, so our connection was bad. Yeah. We can't do nothing without the connection. We got the same number. You dialed, you got through, but, but you couldn't hear me. We were, you, you see what I'm saying? Ooh. So a lot of us, we black people talking to black people. We might have to be in the same area, live in the same area, yeah. we go to the same church, but there ain't no connection. We can't get through. But then they see my man Rome on the joint, and then they're like, yo, he just dropped that joint. The principle is the same. You understand that's what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Look, the principles govern laws, and laws govern the universe. Ain't nothing new under the sun. That's it. I understand the principle. I break the principle down, and now I got I got judges. I got the chief of police. I got lawyers. I got congressmen. I got senators. I got anybody you could possibly think of that rock with me. And they like, yo, you want to come talk at my company? You want to come speak to my staff and all that? Come on, speak in principle. They know it's real. And then I make it work, and they like, they like, yo, let's try it, let's test it, let's prove it. My man is, I didn't know who he was before, but who he is now? Oh, yeah, we can give him a shot. You know what I'm saying? Without question. So, 
you know, it's easy to be selfish, right? It's yeah. easy to just worry about yourself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're spreading love. Okay. You're being generous out here. Where does that come from? Has, you, has that always been who you are? Yeah, um, yeah, I always, um, you know, it, it was just a simple fact that, you know, like, if I was doing something, I'm going to tell everybody about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it made me feel a certain way. Like, if I got a positive gain from it, if it increased my quality of life some type of way, I'm going to go tell the world, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to you if you receive it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this, the I would write a letter and the template would be almost the same as if I write this to four other girls while I was locked up. But my wife, the only one, received it. And here I am now, and the other ones, I bet they were saying, damn, I wish I would have wrote that nigga back. <laughs> huh? <laughs> right or wrong? What you think? Everybody's nice. in your situation. Huh? They don't understand your situation. They don't, hey, they don't have to. They got to receive it. You know what I'm saying? You just got to receive it. So look, everybody sit in the same church. We all sit in the same church. He's spit the same lesson. Everybody not going to receive the word. Real. So the person that receive it and then go out and do something with that revelation that just gave them could actually give them a transformation. It's all about application. That's it. So you got information, which is the revelation. Then if whoever goes out and applies it, which is the application, is going to lead, and they got to do it over and over and over again, right? Will lead to the transformation. So you, if you don't receive it first, then there's no way you're going to go apply it because because you ain't hear it. You ain't catch it. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. Man. Part three. <laughs> Man, listen. Yeah. I knew it was going to be like this when I came through here. All right. So, you, let's get to the money. We'll get to the money. All right, so here I am. I'm a hustler. Here I am, this $8.3 million cat. Here I am now making $6. Here I am now making $15. But I'm like, yo, I can't keep trading time for money. I'm only making $15 an hour. So there's not enough hours in a day in order for me to live the way I want to live. So I went from personal training to group fitness. The same amount of time that I'm spending to train, I could be training 100 people at that same amount of time. So I went to group fitness. I developed a model that could allow as many people as possible to fill that time and that space up and for me to make the money, you know, hand over fist. So I developed auto draft. I developed a, a, a price point that would work because I looked around the gym and I looked at a demographic that wasn't being served. Okay. So... You asked me why I stayed and, you know, God put me there so I could see what was not happening there. Ooh, you found so a gap in the marketplace. Then I, I found a huge gap. Okay. And there was no, um, there was no middle class, no black people. There was no low income. There was nobody like that training with trainers. It was only upper class people who had, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, disposable income. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So I said... Let me make a price point that everybody could. And then when I market it, it's just like, yo, here, this is a couple of a Starbucks a day. This is a Chick-fil-A, you know, middle. You miss one of these and you put that money in the cup. You can have your monthly, you know, unlimited money to work with me and lose your weight and change your mindset and all that different type of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we wound up, you know, getting 30 and 40 and 50 people in the class and 60 people. And then we got a gym and you had 100 members and 200 members and 300 members all paying $125 a month. So, you know, it was, that's how we got to, you know, to where we are now. It was having an insatiable appetite. 
Ooh. It means I'm never full. You understand right. what I'm saying? So, like, whenever I get a taste of something, a piece of something, I gotta get to the bottom of it. I gotta figure out, yo, what, you know, what makes this work like this? How can I make this work better? How can we get more from this? How can we be more efficient with this? And it keeps evolving and keeps evolving and keeps evolving because I'm disciplined and I'm consistent and I'm determined to transcend a situation or transform it. So, you drop that, that D word. Uh, what discipline? The B word. Uh, People don't like that uh, word, man, because they don't associate it with freedom. Right. Talk to me about the relationship with discipline and freedom. All right. So, where there's no discipline, there will be no freedom ever. No, ever, ever. So, um, you know, they say um, where there where there's no vision, the people will, will will perish. Well, they don't need vision. They 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 say where there is where people throw off constraints. Look, where people don't have any discipline, they will die. Ooh. You, you see what I'm saying? So discipline is about loving yourself. Discipline is about knowing where you're going. Discipline is about choosing the right thing despite of temptation. Discipline is about doing the discipline is about me and you both not wanting to do the same thing, but knowing that successful people do it anyway, so I do it. You understand what I'm saying? Discipline is about choosing the, the thing that is not about instant gratification, but about long-term rewards. It's about return on investment. <laughs> Pass the day. So we live in a microwave society yeah. these days. There's the crock pot, there's the oven, uh -huh. but they only want to cook in the microwave. Right. Man. All that prepackaged stuff is probably bad for your health, that quick success, no short-term money. Um, you're playing the long game. Yeah. You're doing more. Than, you got intellectual property. Yes. Right. Yeah. You 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 you've decoupled your time for money by going to scale, and you know now you got the good fortune of going online. Right. 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 And so that just bring, brings you to this new place where it's like, all right, so what's next? What's right. last for Coach Lynch? Man. So I need about at least a hundred brick and mortar a walls. Um, yeah, like franchises joints, so that you know I could just uh, have them all across the nation, like. For one, I know I've created a model that's going to change the way that fitness is approached for many years to come. So, you know, true transformation can't happen without a renewal of the mind. So you have gyms who actually market transformation without touching the people's mind. It's, it's a facade. You, you can't do it. You can't, you can't, you literally can't do it. In the beginning was the word. And here this is, this is in the book. This is the word that says you can't have a transformation without a renewal of the mind. So if you don't teach somebody how to renew their mind, they're always going to, look, recidivism. Okay, they're always we, going to go back. We came all the way back. That's what it's all about. It's about bringing it back so you can throw it back up in their face and they can understand that, you know what? They might got a point there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Make them think. And that's what leadership is about. Leadership is about perspective. Leadership is about making people think a little bit differently than what they was thinking before. And if they can see a different way, then, you know, you got to see it before you see it or you never see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like... I guys, said, like, guys, don't miss that. Well, if it's you got to happen in your mind right, first. before it happens it, in the physical. So if you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands, right? If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands. So we teach people how to develop the pictures because the mind only works in pictures. All right, I'm going to say that again. The mind only works in pictures. So what do I do? I teach people how to program the pictures in their mind. So as soon as you wake up, your mind is operating on 9.5 to 10.5 wave cycles per second. And that's the uh, frequency that your brain is on to produce spontaneous mental imagery. 
to do, produce the picture. So when you first wake up, if you say the affirmations at that, at that time, if you say the scripture at that time, if you say whatever it is that you look at your goals during that time, then you can put the picture into your subconscious mind. Subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of your reality. That's right. So whatever you have to do to get that in your subconscious mind, then I, do, I, I, I teach that to you. You understand what I'm saying? And then at the end of the 90 days, people have a whole new life. Because they under, because I understand personal development. Why? Because I had to develop as a person when I was in the darkness. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we'll talk about the darkness. You're going to talk about the darkness now. Well, I, I had to talk about how I became the light. <laughs> That's the only thing that can scare out the darkness. Without question. <laughs> right? Yes. It's yes. crazy. It's, it, it all comes full circle. Guys. Full circle. So, 100 A walls across the country. Yes. What else? Um, the online, the online training, the online training is, um, I mean, the sky's the limit with that. You know, you get a thousand people at $75 a month, $75,000 a month. So, you know, it's like to get a thousand people on, on the internet, just, you know, I got like 24,000 people now on Instagram. So I, I just need a thousand. I need a thousand of them to get 75 grand a month. And I, you know, it's like, so I got the model now. It's just about discipline and consistency and building the platforms and all that different type of stuff. And we got all that stuff. We just got to, you know, stick and stay. That's all. And I've been doing that. So all I got to do is when I make my mind up, it's on. It's on. I already made my mind up. So now it's just time. So we, we haven't touched on this. And I, I know you, this will strike a chord for you. What are you most grateful for right now? I'm most grateful for my, my health. Um, you know, without my health, then I wouldn't be the best um, husband that I, that I am right now, the best father that I could be. Um, you know, I'm most grateful for my wife um, for seeing me as the man that I could be. Wow. And not, yeah, so that's that's true vision. Vision is a function of the heart, and, and sight is a function of the eyes. My wife did not see me with her eyes. She saw me with her heart. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? And that allowed me to grow into who I needed to be for her and for my family now. I'm most grateful for my first biological um, daughter, um, which, you know, we just had her December 20th. My wife has a one fallopian tube. Um, and I'm 44 and she's 43 and we, we brought a baby into this world, you know, to just, you know, to, to seal off our, our, our legacy and our, our union, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm most grateful to God for, you know, giving me a second chance because, you know, just being out there in the streets and doing those things that, that I was once doing, um, you know, guys like me don't get too many second chances. So, you know, like I said, you, you, you discover that you got a call on your life and you've been spared, then you got to do the obligation responsibility to, to keep moving forward with, you know, what the creator called you to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some people just throw that away. Yeah. That opportunity, yeah. that calling. Yeah. They hear it, yeah. but they don't want to hear it, right? They well, don't move on. You know what? I think it's because a lot of us don't know how to operate in our gift. Okay. And uh, let me break that down for yeah. you real quick. So your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. And I've cultivated gifts. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm, when I'm faithful over one gift, he allows me to see another gift. You understand what I'm saying? So I had a gift to help people transform their bodies, right, through fitness and stuff like that. And I kept being faithful over that. So he told me to speak to them. He was like, yo, they, like, these people, they have problems. They're stressed out. You can't get them to do all the burpees that you want them to do if they're thinking about the dude that just uh, uh, got caught cheating on them. You understand what I'm saying? So now I started to speak life into them. So when, you understand what I'm saying? And then when I was being faithful over speaking,
speaking, he increased the platform into the books and all those different types of things. Like, yo, the things that you're saying, look, this is what he's saying. The things that you're saying to the people, they can't take all that stuff away at home with them. They're only going to remember a little bit of it. You need to put it down somewhere they can go back to it. Somewhere where it's going to be around forever. And then you see those periods go on Amazon. And you see I got like eight things up there. Like books and cards and all that different type of stuff. It's there. The intellectual property is always going to be there. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, stuff like that just keeps spilling out of me. It's going, and I got to create a comprehensive step-by-step method so that people understand. I got to make it elementary because I'm called to talk to a, a, a group of people who won't get it traditionally. You understand what I'm saying? So when I come through as an un- con- con- unconventional speaker and a non-traditional type of word, people are like, yo, that's different. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the truth. And they understand it because the truth don't need no support. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need, like, I don't need a choir behind me. I don't need a robe. No. I don't need a collar. But they be like, my man is preaching and teaching. You understand what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> man. I could go for hours, bro. Word. But just leave me with this one last question. Okay. And give it straight to him right there. What's the one thing you want them to take away from our conversation today? <sighs> you are where you are at any given time because it's divine time and there's no accidents in life. You hear what I said? It's always a part of your personal growth and evolution. So no matter if you find yourself in the dark, no matter if you find yourself in a high spot, in a low spot, if you find yourself in a breakup, you find yourself getting a promotion, you know, listen, it's something for you to learn there. You hear what I said? Be there. Stay there. Be present. Be in the present because it is a gift. It is your gift from God. That's why it's called the present. But look, what you do with that gift, you hear what I said? What you do with your present time is your gift back to God. Huh? Be there. <laughs> hey, Flynn. Yeah, it's been great, know, bro. I appreciate oh, this. This was yo, amazing. We dream catchers, man. That's what we do. No chase. Yo, no, no. Let me tell you something. We got a chase. We got a chase because, look, the, the cats like us, we go out there and we go get that dream. And then guess what? We get another one right after we catch that joint. Catch your release. And then we just, that's it. And we go again. And we go again. And we go again. That's what it's about. Catch it, man. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to cut it I'm off, a dream killer, too. You got to. I just put a video up. I asked people, I said, yo, how many of y'all are dream killers? Yo, listen to what I'm telling you, yo. It's going to be mad cats out there that's trying to do fitness. It's going to be mad cats out there trying to get the contract. It's going to be mad cats out there trying to speak. It's going to be mad cats trying to do podcasts. But when they go up against me and they got to pick one, right? I got to kill this motherfucker's dream, dog. <laughs> if not, mine's going to be killed. I'm going to be somewhere crying like, yo, they picked him. Yo, why they ain't choose me? This is that and third. Nah, I got to be willing to go so hard that mine's need to be realized before everybody else. And I don't give a damn about nobody else's dream if, if, if they stand in the way of mine. So if it's up to, if, look, if they only picking two people for the promotion, it's two people up for the promotion, only one of y'all can get the position. I got to go in there so hard that they don't even consider you no more. You hear what I'm saying? They forgot all about you. Word. That's right. So I just killed his chances of him seeing his dream on this one. He got to get the next time this position get open. That means when I go for another one, he can get this one. So until I get done with this one, he can't have his dream. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a dream killer, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to kill something. You know, something got to die for something to live. I'm going to say that again. Something got to die for something to live. If you ain't willing to kill something, then I don't know if you're going to see what you're trying to see on the new side. 
Word. Everything got to die. The old me had to die. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if the old me was still living. He had to die. If, I, if I'm willing to kill me, the flesh got to die daily. Right? Look, that's the word. The flesh got to die daily. No, I'm a cussing one sin. I'm going to drop a, ver a, a, a verse in the next sin. The flesh got to die daily. daily. So if, if you ain't willing to kill the old you every single day, then you're going to wake up with some of them old habits. You're going to wake up with some of them old temptations. You're going to wake up with some of them old desires. And that same thing can have you backslide, have, you back, have me back in the cell, have me back over the stove cooking crack and shit like that. Nah, I ain't going back. So he got to die. I can't be tempted about somebody calling me like, yo, I'll give you two points if you just make a phone call. Nah, I don't want two points. I'm going to gradually get my two points from Amazon. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'll move this uh, detox I got over there. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it got, it got to work, man. It's got to work, man. So you don't even know this. So you talked about that waking hour. Waking, I think it's a little bit wider, depending on what time you mm -hmm. get up. So I've been meditating. I've been doing my reading. I've been doing my journaling. Mm -hmm. We talked. What I add into affirmations. I added in your your affirmation. Yeah, the man. The nine, <laughs> that, that nine minute one. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Every morning. Word. Every morning. It, it even changed part of my journal because, like, I got my goals. I write about my goals and talk about what I am, what I embody. And it's just like you didn't even know that. But yeah, I, I appreciate that. that blessed me right there. That blessed you. Hey, man, that blessed me right there. And this was dope, bro. Um, yeah, this guy touched people in so many different ways, man. I appreciate you opening up the space. Yeah, taking it the first one, you know, face to face. Word. This is just, this is a match made to heaven right here, bro. It's Father Green catches. <laughs> we out. We out. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.